0: Hello and a very warm welcome back to the Fearless Finance Podcast. I'm really excited to share over the next few weeks what I call the seven pillars of financial well-being. Starting with awareness. Understanding where you are now, where you want to be and creating a plan to get there. If I was to ask you how much money is in your bank account right now, how accurate could you be? Maybe within a £100? within 10, you're doing really well. But if that was challenging, you're not alone. When I ask that question to a group, the majority really have no idea. Yet most of us know how much we earn and will soon notice if an expected sum on payday is different, even by a small amount. So what's going on? It would follow that the gap in our understanding is in how much we spend. I remember traveling one time and I allocated myself a budget in the local currency in cash. Everything I spent came out from my wallet and I could easily check how much was left. Setting aside money for a coffee or probably more likely a beer at the airport on the way home and a taxi to get there I was pretty confident and certain how much I could spend throughout the week and it feels good to be certain. Contrast that with how most people manage their money day to day. It arrives electronically and it leaves electronically. And if we only glance at a balance once or twice a month, we really have no idea how much is available. So rather than certainty, we're now in the realms of assumption and denial. So know your numbers. A great starting point in financial planning and regaining control of your money is to know your numbers. Make a list of your regular outgoings maybe housing costs, food, transport, subscriptions, and so on. Next add other spending, which sometimes is less predictable, maybe nights out or clothes, things like that. If you total the list, you now have a pretty good indication of how much you spend each month and where it goes. And if you enjoy being even more granular, you can use tracking apps or a spreadsheet to dig deeper, or maybe even automate the process. Now to some, this might seem like a bit of a pain, but the process can be liberating in several ways. For example, if you're thinking about changing jobs or maybe even starting a business, now you know how much you need to cover and earn as a minimum. And by comparing with your current income, you can see how much of a surplus or deficit you have each month. In the case of a deficit, you can take action to reduce or reallocate your spending but a surplus can be directed towards saving investment or paying off debt. A good practice is to pay yourself first by taking some of that surplus at the start of every month rather than waiting to see what's left at the end. And a third benefit of this process is becoming more conscious about where you're spending your money. For example, if you notice that petrol is costing you hundreds of pounds a month, how much could you save by taking public transport? Is that an option? If home heating bills are spiralling at the moment, maybe it's time to nudge down the thermostat. Small savings add up and it's better for your well-being to be in control rather than in denial. So now we come to setting goals and plans for the future. One of the most popular categories for New Year's resolutions is around money. Many people set well intentioned ones such as to get out of debt or to increase their income. In previous episodes, I discussed powerful goal-setting techniques and the three most important questions. You might like to revisit those for a reminder. But anyway, back to the story. One of the keys to effective goal-setting, in my opinion, is to understand your why. Having a compelling reason for doing something will help you find the way to achieve it. And some things are more under your control than others. For example, getting out of debt, is achievable by identifying spare money, targeting debts in a systematic way, perhaps stop spending money on credit cards altogether and look to switch to lower rates of interest and will also accelerate your success. Doubling your income is more of a challenge especially if you're on a fixed salary, mostly because there's more factors beyond your control. However if you ask powerful questions you can expect to receive powerful answers. What do I mean? For instance, asking why am I always broke is not really a powerful question, but asking what would need to happen for me to double my income could be. See, that might lead to some interesting ideas, such as asking your boss what would you need to do to qualify for a promotion or a raise, taking additional qualifications or training, maybe working extra hours or starting a side project, perhaps even switching careers altogether. A definition of financial wellbeing involves feeling comfortable and empowered around money, both now and for the future. Therefore, a better understanding of where you are now and where you want to be is a great first step in improving yours. I hope you found this episode interesting and of value. If so, please share with a friend who you think might also benefit. And I will look forward to continuing the conversation with you next time.